You're listening to episode nine of the Sustainable Parenting Podcast. Today, we're talking about insider secrets to having more calm and being less reactive. Friend, if you have been frustrated at being in this gentle mom, monster mom cycle where you are really wanting to be a gentle parent and you're following advice you hear, and yet the more you validate and listen and pause and listen and validate and remind, it just gets you to the end of your rope and you find yourself blowing up, turning into monster mom, which you really, really loathe because that's not who you want to be. Friend, you are not alone. This episode is for you. And today I'm giving you the top secret that I see helping parents time and again, every single week in my parent coaching work, move families from this place of gentle mom, monster mom into a place where they finally see themselves as this consistent, calm, and confident parent. Hello, and welcome to the Sustainable Parenting Podcast. Let me tell you, friend, this place is different. We fill that gap between gentle parenting and harsh discipline that's really missing to parent with kindness and firmness at the same time and give you the exact steps to be able to parent in ways that are more realistic and effective. And for that reason, finally feel sustainable. Welcome. Today, I want to highlight our listener of the week, who is Dawn Brown. She said, I only wished we'd found sustainable parenting earlier. Flora and her sustainable parenting tools, classes, and now this awesome podcast have been instrumental in helping us along our parenting journey. We have learned to set clearer, more consistent boundaries with our spirited girls and feel more connected as a family because of the support we received from this amazing community. Thank you so much, Dawn, for leaving that five-star review and sharing your experience. DM us so we can get you a bonus. As you are listening today, if you are touched and find value in what you listen to, please go to the very bottom of the podcast underneath episodes and also leave us a five-star review. You may be highlighted as our listener of the week in the future and receive a bonus as well. I can remember like it just happened today, the feeling when I had had just such a mess of a morning, just a dumpster fire morning, you know, those where like the baby has a blowout and the toddler isn't listening. And I'm like yelling at them, the toddler saying like, what is so hard about this? Why can't we just get out the door? And then I feel guilty. And so then I'm trying to be nice. and like, I'm sorry. Okay, honey, let's just like get our shoes on. Let's get going. But then he like leaned on me and stepped on my toe. And I just like snapped at him like, gosh, ouch. I'm trying so hard to do this. Can we just get out the door? Here I am snappy and short and frustrated. And we get to the play date that we want to go to. And oh my gosh, you guys, it was one of those, like every mom around me just seemed to be like the calm, angelic version that I had wished I'd been able to be that morning. I just watched them calmly responding to their children and, oh, honey, oops, you stepped on my foot. And I just felt like junk inside. It felt so bad 
that like, why can't I be more like that? Why am I so tired? Why am I so easily overwhelmed? Why is this so hard for me? Something wrong with me? Have you been there? Friend, you are not alone. I can say with confidence that when I shared that story with some of my other close friends, they're like, ah, I feel that way too. It's so hard in this role as parents, especially in our like Instagram society with all the filters and cute dance moves that we can easily think everyone else but us has it all together. And friend, even if you've looked at me and thought as my parent, as a parenting coach that I have it all together, let me promise you, I don't. I have days I super lose it on my kids. I have days I've said things I really regret. I had one time where I was threatening to take away and garnish the tooth fairy money from my daughter's pillows that I would be taking it away before she could even wake up and get it because I was in such a power struggle with her. I mean, I've done total things that I regret in parenting. <laughs> and these things I'm going to give you today, though, have been instrumental in helping me to do less of that to feel like I can be that calm, confident mom that I want to be more of the time. And here's the difference. So the first thing I want to suggest to you, friend, for the insider secret to how to be less reactive and more calm with your kids is give yourself a freaking break. And I mean, mentally, I'm not like, you know, self-care. And that's not, I mean, we need self-care, but I'm not, I'm not harping on that right here. I'm saying be gentle with yourself, be more patient with yourself as you're trying to tell yourself to be more patient with your kids. Meaning some of what makes moments hard is that there's this giant gap between what we think it should be and how it actually is. And the bigger that gap, actually the bigger the stress we're likely to feel. So when I was telling myself I somehow needed to be always patient and always perfect and calm and listening and validating and never raise my voice, it wasn't realistic. And so then when I'd start to lose it, I'd get even more mad at myself, more mad at my kid. Why are you making things so hard and impossible? Why can't I be this impossible thing I'm expecting of myself? Impossible expectations lead to bigger disappointments. So the biggest first thing that I did that started to help me be less reactive is to kind of expect things to not go great. Lowered expectations. If you're a child of the 90s, you kind of remember the that from the Saturday Night Live sketch, I think. Lowered expectations. And the second major thing that you can do to be more calm and less reactive with your kids is to make a plan. And I hope that you hear this from me again and again. One of the key things in sustainable parenting that gives you the true ability to be more kind and firm at the same time is to have a plan in advance of what you're going to do if your children are crossing lines that are not okay. And what does that mean? It means you're not going to just explain to them it's not okay. Like, oh, honey, you can't hit me. Honey, you can't throw things. Honey, you can't run into the street. We have to have a clear explanation to them. Honey, 
when we are in this situation, here's how to express your feelings or here's how to hold my hand across the street. When you do that, we get to cross nicely. When you do that, I will be able to listen to you. When you do it calmly, we'll be able to keep playing. And when you are hitting, you will take a break and just have a space that they can just take a short pause and sit down. Or when you throw something that's not allowed to be thrown, it will take a break for the rest of the day. Or when you start running away from me into the street, I will immediately take your hand and have to hold your hand the rest of our walk. So whatever you notice have been common patterns where your child is not listening and you think, well, I've told them how to do it differently. And that doesn't change behavior. It's because we need to have a when then let's explain what we want them to do differently. And we have to say, when you choose this happier road of how to handle it, these will be happier results. And when you choose this other sad road of the old behavior, there will be some sad results. Things that are tangible, achievable consequences and head on back to check out episode two if you want to have more clarity on what makes an effective consequence. So make that agreement in advance. And that makes a huge difference. It reminds me of Jess, who with her three-year-old said she had been repeatedly losing her temper, getting so angry at him, even wondering if she needed to get on medication of some sort for like anxiety, depression, like is something seriously wrong with me? Is this some form of postpartum depression that I'm getting so enraged at my child when they're not listening? Well, I can tell you, friend, there could have been a space for that. But when we stepped into her both lowering her expectations and knowing it was normal for her child to test some boundaries and also to have a plan for when he tested those boundaries, she was then more able to follow through with kindness and firmness and did not find herself in that chaos of feeling so upset. She did not feel like she needed medication. She did not feel anymore like she was on the brink of depression, anxiety. She said it was just, I now see it. It was like the lack of feeling some sense of control was leading me into these huge out of control emotions and having a sense of control, that compassionate leadership kind of control that we do here in sustainable parenting made it so I could make plans, follow through and see it improve my child's behavior. And that led me to no longer be so reactive. So friend, I hope that today you have the ability to leave this audio podcast with an idea around how you can lower your expectations and be more of someone who lets go of this, why are you being so difficult and realizing, of course you are, you're a kid. It's your job to test some rules and boundaries. I'm going to lower my expectations. I'm going to lower the expectation that I'm always supposed to have some perfect response and never kind of get my voice a bit loud or things like that. It's okay. And secondly, that you can leave with some thinking around where do you want to make a plan or you haven't yet. So that then with that plan, You don't feel so powerless in those challenging moments. And friend, if you are thinking, oh, I I need more help with this. I love what you're saying, Flora, but I don't, I'm really struggling with how to really put this into action with my particular kid in my particular household. 
Then let's talk. This is what I do as a parenting coach is give personalized guidance so we can talk specifically about your child's unique strengths and challenges and your own personal strengths and challenges and how we can bring the two together, give you more effective tools and specific guidance to have more calm and ease and joy in your family life. I have a link in the show notes so you can easily schedule a free clarity call with me to discuss how we could move forward. And friend, be sure to join us again next week as we're talking on Wednesday about tech-free survival tips when kids are bored. See you soon.